Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and before we begin today, I wanted to give a special thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. So this is a special shout out to Larry Haydorn, Death by Mage, and a Linux fan for your support. Thank you all so much for showing your support. We here at D&D Raw really appreciate it. And every little bit helps us to support the show that we really love making every week. Now, if anyone else out there wants to show support as well, and please check us out at patreon.com slash dndraw. Every little bit helps, and every dollar goes to support the show. Now, my second announcement is, going forward, we're planning to take time each episode to highlight one of the talented members of the tabletop role-playing community and how you can support them on Patreon. So please check out our highlight this week at the end of our episode. Now, on to the campaign itself. A lot has changed as 150 years have passed since the end of Orenthal, and overall, the four kingdoms of Nabrasil have had a time of peace. While during the campaign of Orenthal, we focused on the party of five players as they traversed the capital of the Vremer Empire, for this campaign, we're actually going to be having two parties that are going to be starting on opposite sides of the continent of Nabrasil. The parties are going to consist of four players each as they traverse the continent and interact with the world. The two groups are going to be known as Serviceable Plots and Rumble Squad. This campaign is going to be more open-ended than Orenthal was, so there will be a lot more character growth as the campaign goes on. I've been working on this campaign for the past few years, and I am so excited to bring it all together at last. So without further ado, I would like to introduce the players and characters of Rumble Squad. So with me are the following players. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox. Elaine Fox is quick to trust and wants to see the good in people. She enjoys a fun evening at the bar or tavern meeting the locals and sharing a few pints after a hard day, and wants to see everyone have the same work hard and play hard ethic. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Orc Fireforge. Orc Fireforge has dedicated his life to serving his god, Yadimin, and bettering himself through smithing. He's a perfectionist in what he does, and he doesn't suffer incompetence. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm playing Leuven Cromdell. With a little magic and tinkering, a lot of alchemy, and endless curiosity, Leuven Cromdell is an artificer who's going places. He's got a long list of pen pals, and he's going to meet them all. Hey, I'm Jane. I will be playing Nissa Turin. Nissa is a sassy, street-smart, pickpocketing hobo with thieves' tools and a spell or two up her sleeve. So our story begins on a warm spring day, on the western edge of the Nephany, a small town built in the trees, a town known as Amonkar. This is where the party is headed as they begin their adventures. So overall, what you guys would have heard, each of you separately, is that there is a job opportunity within the Nephany. They posted that they're looking for adventurers in order to travel to a distant land and aid them in a particular quest. You don't know the exact amount, but you have heard rumor that they're willing to pay a hefty amount in order for you to do this quest for them, as well as help you on any, you know, uh, provisions that you'll need for the journey. Elaine, I mean, you and Nissa are constantly looking for work as you're slowly traveling westward. Auric and Leuven, you've been slowly traveling just along, uh, trying to make a name for Holy Forge Company. When you hear of this opportunity to make a good bit of coin. So, Elaine and Nyssa, you heard that if you wanted to get more information about this particular quest, to go to the town Amonkar. Now, Amonkar is on the northern edge of the land of the Nephany. You travel deeper into the, the Nephany lands, past all of the large trees. Basically, you're surrounded by all sorts of wildlife for most of this journey. As you arrive within Amonkar, you immediately, the first thing that catches your eye is that... The housing of the Wood Elves seems to be mostly hidden amongst the trees. 
and you notice they they utilize the the wood themselves in order to create small very simple homes but they they stack up as you look up into the branches you see crisscrossing bridges that go from uh, the larger trees in this area and see other structures up above as you notice those the wood elves moving about and just seem to be going about their their overall day you were told to meet with a Dorora at the at the Sweet Kiwi Inn. As you arrive in town, you're able to find the, the Inn and Tavern. Quickly enough, it's one of the only buildings that actually has a sign out on the front of what looks to be a Kiwi. <laughs> the Kiwi kind of just seems to be painted in, in the green and sliced open as part of the, the sign that's hanging from uh, one of the larger structures that is more like attached to one of the trees rather than part of the tree itself necessarily seems to be the location that you were told about so nissa this looks promising any objections to going straight there or do you want to do anything else before we go straight there hmm do i want to delay going to the inn uh no okay i didn't think you would but i thought i'd <laughs> ask because sometimes you like to wander a little bit well just a little you know what Usually when the shinies. Not seeing any shinies just now, so I'm good. Let's go to the inn. There are elves living in trees. Why would you expect shinies? I, I always expect shinies. Come on. <sighs> Quick question, DM. Yes. These woods, are they like redwoods? So like really, because really, you said really tall trees. Yes, they are very, very tall trees. Okay. Would the animal life be any different to other woods, though? For one thing, you're noticing more of it. They a lot of different squirrels and squirrels. Yay, squirrels. And birds just flying about. Because specifically you're on like more towards the edges of the Nephany lands, you know that you'll encounter more common wildlife in this area. As you were traveling, you've seen rabbits. You saw a few deer off in the distance. But you know that the deeper in you travel, the more likely you'd be able to find more rare creatures. Okay. Yeah, I guess Nissa, why don't we just head on in to find Dorora and I guess get this underway. I'm good with that. Lead on. <laughs> All right. So as you walk into the sweet Kiwi Inn, you see several different wood elves kind of pick their eyes up and look at you. What do they see? For a middle-aged human, she looks a bit older. The years out on the sea have left her face tan and aged from sun and wind damage. Almost six feet tall, she can pretty much see over most people in the crowd. She's pretty much fine with that. She likes being able to, like, view the sea of people much as she likes viewing the sea as a whole. Her long, dark brownish-red hair is generally tied back into a braid or a bun, uh, mostly out of habit from being out on the sea all the time. But she does like to let it down, you know, in the evenings when they're just enjoying the night. Her gear is fairly unremarkable and doesn't really stand out or draw any attention except maybe that her shield is a little bit different than what most shields are because it is wooden and it actually has like emblazoned on it the uh, the mark of a merchant uh, which is the uh, double set of sails over top of a cargo ship and it is in blue like bright blue against like a wooden background. Nissa is a young gnome. She's just out of her teen years. She's fairly pale skinned, although it has darkened from life on the streets. She has a few freckles uh, dotted across her nose and her cheeks. She has very long, rather untidy, jet black hair. Very bright, piercing blue eyes. She wears leather armour that looks as though it's had a lot of use by herself and probably a previous owner. And she wears a woven bracelet of blues, purples, and black around her wrist, made for her by her oldest friend. Alright. So, as the two of you walk into the tavern, you notice uh, a few wood elves just seem to be there talking. And you notice one that's behind the bar. Everything, of course, in here made of wood. Even a stairway behind the bar that seems to lead upwards and away. You quickly do notice one table that has a wood elf that is all by herself. Very simple looking wood elf, long, straight brown hair. As you come in, she seems to be like studying the two of you. With She has bright blue eyes, very tan, almost golden-esque skin. And she looks very athletic. And you also notice like a couple of piercings in her right ear as she has like a few papers and such in front of her. 
and she seems to look at both of you for a moment and then down to her papers for a minute and then back up at you like she's trying to figure something out. And you say we definitely notice her. You notice that like all the tables have a couple of wood elves with them. This is the only table that has a single wood elf by themselves. Okay. And she's the only one that like her eyes kind of have lingered on you versus everyone else who have looked at you and kind of like, huh. And then kind of gone about their business and their conversations where she's like made a point of like she's looking at you guys and at the papers and she seems to be trying to, she's definitely thinking. Okay. I may like reach out and kind of nudge Nissa and do like a kind of an offhanded like point. Like just to get, you know, draw her attention, make sure she sees it. But then I would also, I would head straight to the bar. Okay. And grab a stool or a chair if Nissa prefers. <laughs> The bar has stools. There are chairs for the tables. <laughs> that's, where, that's where I literally always go. Yep. <laughs> that's where you get your drinks. Nissa will follow you, but again, she's looking at you like, oh, stools again, really? Oh, can't we ever have chairs for once? Maybe when you start leading the way, we'll have chairs. Fine. <laughs> she strides up and like, I would offer, you know, if I Nissa wants help, like do the like, hold out a hand like I'll boost ya eh? as she's like kind of <laughs> sitting down in her own on her own stool I will say Nissa, uh, having lived in a world where most people focus on medium sized creatures and not small you're used to clambering up stools yeah, definitely. Yeah, you are. so well practiced <laughs> you're also quite nimble so yeah I'd look yeah. at El- Elaine quite offended like please I kind of need help <laughs> Scramble, scramble, scramble. Okay. So as you both sit up at the bar and Nissa slightly glares at you, an older male wood elf kind of comes up, long, wavy, actually hints of gray in his hair with uh, brown eyes, also very tan, uh, very athletic build to him, just comes up. He's a bit shorter than you, Elaine, only at about five and a half feet, but he comes up and he's like, welcome, welcome to the sweet kiwi. What can I do for you? Well, first, uh, we've had quite a long journey, and I would like to get us a couple of your... uh, Do you have a a nice house ale or wine? Ah, if you'd like to try some of our elven wine, it is delicious. Mm. Nissa? I'd prefer ale, please, if possible. Very well. All right. Two ales. Two ales, then. And uh, we're also looking for uh, Dorora. Ah, he turns and points to uh, the wood elf who is now just kind of looking and reading through the papers at this point. He's like, that's her right there. I assume you're some adventurers looking to make a few coin. Nissa, would you use the term adventurers for us? Yeah, don't see why not. Oh, okay. I prefer the term freelancer. I don't look for adventure, but it finds us. Freelancer. Very well. Well, if you wish uh, to speak with her, she's sitting there to see what freelancers come and uh are looking for this opportunity i will be happy to be back with your ales in just a moment and he turns behind the bar and you see him go over to a keg and start to pour takes like a minute and he's (laughs) back with two ales made from wooden mugs as he places them in front of he's like please enjoy and let me know if there's anything else i can get for you i am elegnos all right eggnog got it (laughs) (laughs) he stares at you no no i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i know i know (laughs) All right. Thank, thank you, Alegnos. Is there anything, and I'm going to kind of do like a little kind of, not super obvious, but like thumbs motion over to Dorora. Is there anything we should know when dealing with Dorora, or is she pretty pretty uh, easy to get along with? Oh, she tends to be very kind and straightforward. She's newer to, you know, diplomacy in general for us, but she is trying to do what she can for whatever this job is, so... She hasn't told me much about it, but I'm sure it's important. And what's what's her role in the community? Oh, she's um, essentially just an emissary from Meliamne. Kind of comes out to check on the different outposts here and make sure we're if there's any news. And in order to meet other people that uh, Meliamne may request from outside help, they prefer to meet outsiders on the different outposts around around the Nephany rather than in the city itself. Gotcha. Okay. Nissa, any questions? Mm, nope, I'm good. Mm, I think we're okay for now. Thank you, Olegnos. And I'll slide what would be the appropriate amount. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It's just basically just like a couple copper for it. Okay. 
And then kind of after he, I'm assuming he's going to go back to doing his own thing. He does. You see him, he moves about, just he seems to like check on tables a couple times, then he goes back to the, the bar and seems to be like looking for stuff to clean. And overall, it's a pretty calm atmosphere in here. Just okay. there are people talking about like their everyday things. So very mundane stuff like yeah, it's I saw actually some fungus pretty growing. Yay! <laughs> or it's like oh, you know, there was a bear attack in the woods the other day, but <laughs> was we took care of it. To dry. No. <laughs> Most of them are talking about like just in general, like how uh, travel has been through the woods lately and stuff like that. The different creatures that they've had to deal with, or some interesting things that they've noticed. Okay. Do we want to take our drinks over to Dorora, or finish them and then go over? I guess we go over now. I mean, you're you're the one that normally does job things. I, I'm still kind of new to this whole like etiquette for you know being interviewed. I guess for a position. What's normally... what's that etiquette again? I don't know. You should know. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that does more of the talking. <laughs> really, the street rat should know the etiquette. Okay, you get the jobs. <laughs> tell you what let's let's finish this first drink and then we go over how's that i'm okay with that cheers and i'll hold my little mug up for her cheers tink tink it's very smooth it's not very strong in terms of uh ale oh. overall but it actually has a, a slight hint of fruitiness to it Ooh. kiwi maybe <laughs> it's actually quite good but definitely not very strong ale but quite tasty mm. i approve <laughs> All right, so you finish your ales. Are you going to sit next to Dorora, or are you going to get another ale? Because I heard, let's finish this ale, so I wasn't sure. I would only have the one, and then <sighs> set the set the mug down. I'm not stopping you, <laughs> Nissa. If you want another, I just would, you know, not continue to, to drink on the job, so to speak. You know, and give you that look like maybe we should try to look professional. Since this is supposedly a well-paying job, we want the monies. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay. Nissa, Nissa push, pushes a glass aside. Like, okay, fine. Okay, you twisted my arm. Okay. Right. Yeah, and then I'd hop off the stool and kind of like straighten my clothes out, trying to be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I wear the cloak. Oh, not yet. Not yet. <sighs> not yet. I, I'm waiting for the perfect moment. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Alright, so go walking over. Excuse me, ma'am, are you Dorora? You see, she's like a quill in hand, she's marking something. It's like, ah, yes, Dorora Ilfakir. A pleasure. Um, I assume, based off of, and she kind of just looks you up and down and smiles a little bit, that you're here for the job opportunity. Yes, uh, me and my companion are interested in hearing the details of the job opportunity. I am Elaine Fox. She nods. Nissa Turin. Elaine, Nissa, pleasure. Um, please, and she gestures to a couple of the seats that are across from her. Okay, so now I'm going to uh, kind of flick my arms out behind me and go whoosh as the cloak <laughs> is going to billow for just a second, like dramatically, yes. and then slide in the chair as smooth as possible. You see uh, Dorora smiles a little bit, and with a quick wave of her hands, Nissa, you recognize the spell, and you hear the sound of, like, clapping right by you. Yes. Yes. As she casts Minor Illusion. Nice. I would give her like a nice approving nod. Like <laughs> She's like, all right, you two are off to a very good start. I like you both already. Well, I guess I can tell you a little bit about what's what's going on. We received word from Essentias that they have an item of great interest to Meliamne, but they aren't really able to send someone with the item to us. They were hoping that we could send some sort of delegation or the like to them in order to come and assess the item and collect it and determine how valuable it actually is. However, being a Senthios has been very isolated. We are hesitant to send someone so deep into the Brigorum Woods, which is why we put the call out to adventurers, or I overheard freelancers. She smiles a little bit. Now, it would mean over two ten day of travel through the Rigorm Woods, of which we would give you all of the food supplies that you need, and whatever else we can provide to aid you on that journey. In addition, we'd be, of course, willing to pay you for your efforts, whether or not the item itself is of value, but of course, 
if you're able to assess it, collect it, traverse the woods safely, and bring it in. Is there any word or any concern that the item could cause us harm of its own accord? Based off the brief message that we did receive, it doesn't seem the item in and of itself is dangerous, just of great interest. We don't know too much, which is why we are also hesitant to send one of our own people. But as far as our understanding in terms of uh, what we have been informed of, the item in and of itself would not harm you. And did they by any chance say how they got said item? She starts to flip through her papers a little bit. They said they found it in some ruins, it seems. It kind of flips through a little bit. And that's all I have in terms of the note, I'm afraid. What can you tell us about the Brigaram woods you've mentioned? Is there anything we need to be concerned about with those? Biggest concern would be roaming bands of orcs. They've been known to be uh, fairly deep in the woods. Uh, if you, you know, are good at navigating through such terrain, it tends to be fairly easy to avoid them as they don't make their presence hidden. They're not good at ambushing. There are certain beasts in the woods that we've heard deeper in, uh, fairly large, very carnivorous, but again, not the types of creatures that tend to be able to hide very well. So if you're able to navigate woods safely, you should have plenty of warning of any unsavory creatures that are nearby. I see. Do you, do you have any other interested groups yet, or would it just be the two of us? We're actually looking for more. We did hear of this this traveling creating some smithing or some com- company. I don't know. From my, my reports, they're basically just a wagon, and they say they make things, but they call themselves a company. Uh, they're to the north of us. We wound up sending a message to them to see if they had any interest, but not sure if it got to them yet, but we're hoping to see of any other adventures that might be coming by. We wouldn't send just two. We'd want at least four of you in order to traverse a little safer, uh, maybe watch each other's backs a bit more. It's much more likely that four people could protect each other than two. Nope, nope, I understand. I just was hoping that you weren't going to just take the first two schmucks that rolled in off the, you know, rolled in off the path and said, hey, I'll take the job. Well, I guess this is the part where I interview you a little bit. What sort of skills do you have, Elaine, in order to accomplish this kind of task? I'm pretty good at getting through the woods. I, uh, you know, can uh, do like the, you know, like a little bit of like a roll of my shoulders. Like, I know what's up, you know, and uh, I can beast shape swords. I'm also pretty good at like hitting some things. Pretty good at tracking stuff. I'm kind of all about the naturey business. Ah, a druid. Uh, if you want to give a title. <laughs> she smiles like, there are many druids amongst the wood elves. She just makes a few notes on what you just talked about. Very good. Are you skilled at tracking or just traversing uh, the terrain? I mean, I've got some pretty good survival abilities and, uh, you know, I've lived in the woods. I've also lived on the sea. Pretty much lived more on the sea. Okay, I've lived a lot of time on the sea. But I, the point is, I know how to survive. Very good. Okay. And what about you, uh, Nissa? Well, I'm pretty good at being sneaky. Not too bad. If you have any locks you need picking, I'm also your girl. I may have the odd spell or two up my sleeve. And Nissa's going to cast Mage Hand and have it tap her on the shoulder. She immediately looks because there's nothing there as far as she can tell. Because the your mage hand, it's invisible. Exactly. <laughs> Except the rings, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> she looks over, like looks back at you. That's impressive. Makes a little note of it. All right, so you're quiet and you can easily navigate the terrain. Excellent. Uh, any other skills that I should be aware of before making a decision on this? I've got a sweet cloak. <laughs> it's not really a she skill. She smiles. I did it's notice. Cool. I am intrigued by it, but it's very nice. I think that's, that pretty much covers pretty much covers me. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we'll be, of course, uh, taking care of your stay here as we wait for any other adventurers to come through. Uh, you're free to go about the woods here. I wouldn't travel too far. The farther you stray, the more likely you are to encounter beasts that are hungry. But I'm assuming you two can take care of yourselves to a degree. 
Of course, like you said, I wouldn't want to send you on your own, but if you wouldn't mind waiting maybe a couple days, like I said, we take care of your stay here, and you're welcome to move about freely. Sounds good to me. I don't mind staying in a nice woodsy town for a few days. All right. I already spoke with Elegnos on anyone who wanted a room. We set a a few aside just in case. At this, she kind of gestures towards him, and he comes over and offers you a key. Nissa, would you like to hold on to it? Yes, please. It is the first shiny thing you've seen. I was going to say, it's the first metal slash shiny thing we've seen. Other than the, uh, mind you, they're just like plain metal bands, but the the earrings in Dorora's ear. Hmm. I have mage hands still up, no. (laughs) It's like, well, very good. Well, we'll be looking for partners for you. And if you are willing to stay for uh, at least a few days, I don't see too much longer. We're trying to get this through as quickly as possible, since it will take over two ten days to reach Essentheos from here. But if you're all right with that, if all is agreeable, we can uh, absolutely hire you on. One final question. Yes. What's the pay for the job? (laughs) She smiles. (laughs) My head just is like slowly sinks. I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) so beyond providing the actual provisions for the journey we are willing to pay you 10 gold per person for this task does that seem agreeable that's fine with me and i'm gonna give the biggest side eye to nissa like agree agree (laughs) don't be difficult please this is gonna look at elaine as though she's going to like open her mouth and be really difficult but then she'll just smile and go yep that's that's good with me Excellent. All right. And she makes a note into some of the papers and seems to take some and fold it and put it into her pouch. Very good. Well, I believe he, he gave you uh, room two up above if you want to use that. It's it's fairly large. It'll easily fit any of your gear and the two of you. All right. Thank you. And I'm going to kind of stand up billowing cloak and then extend <laughs> a hand. To, uh, she Dora. she shakes your hand, and as you let go, you see again she waves hers, and another little round of applause sound kind of. <laughs> yes. And she offers her hand to you as well, Nissa. Yeah, I will. I will shake her hand, and then I'm going to get Mage Hand to tap her on the shoulder again as as I'm shaking her hand. She shakes her hand, and there's a moment where like you see her hand like twitch in yours, and she's just like, "That's somewhat disconcerting." I'm amused, and it's impressive, but when I know there is no one behind me, and I feel that, <laughs> she just smiles. Nissa grins hugely. (laughs) (laughs) Very well. And she just, she's like, here, I'll show you to your rooms. And she, she goes up with you to, to show you where it is and where you can put all your stuff for you to kind of relax a bit for the next couple days and do whatever it is you wish to do. In the meantime, Orc Leuven, recently you've been trying to really get the name of the Holy Forge Company out there as you traveled all throughout Solana at first and slowly southwards to the outlying towns in the area. While you were there, you did receive word from Dorora Il-Fakir, who said she had heard of your your alchemical prowess and your skill with smithing, as well as a few difficult combat situations that you two have encountered along your travels, and she was curious if you had an interest in a job that would send you beyond Nabrasil into deep into the Rigorum woods and to a town known as Essentheos. They, of course, would pay you for your journey, give you supplies along the way, and be able to discuss anything else that you might require for this. What's been happening between the two of you, however, is while you guys have been traveling from place to place, money is starting to get a little bit tight. So as you arrive in the land of the Nephany and travel into the woods, you come across a Munkar where Dorora said that she would be at the Sweet Kiwi Inn. And it's not long till you are able to see the sign above the doorway of the only building in this area that has any sign at all. So as you pull your mule and cart through the rough terrain, of the Nephany Woods and see the sign Auric Leuven, what would you like to do? Do I notice any local blacksmiths? You do not. Okay. I will make a mental note of that, that this may be a good place. Uh, we have free time in order to try and peddle our wares or take any contract jobs. Very well. While uh, Oric's doing that productive thing, I'm doing something that he's probably used to by now. I just have this this wide-eyed kind of stare going on as I'm 
looking all about, all over the place. Okay. So, Leuven is staring about, and Auric is making a mental note of the fact that, you know, this could be a good place to actually uh, craft and sell. Yep. So we know that we're supposed to meet them at the Sweet Kiwi Inn. Right. And we see that in front of us here. There is only one building that has a sign, and you do see it seems to be of a kiwi that has been cut open. Uh, you see the greens and all that painted on it. Are kiwi fruits common enough that we would just know them instinctually by sight? Roll nature. All right. I'm going to do this too. <laughs> I got a six total. I got an 11. All right. Leuven, you recognize this as uh, a fruit you've read. It's not one you've ever had, but you know that this is a kiwi. <gasps> I can finally try authentic, fresh kiwi here, I bet. This is even better. Some kind of fruit? It is. Apparently quite, uh, sweet. Can you ferment it into some kind of alcohol? I don't see why not. Interesting. Well, I bet we should probably get this over with and go and meet our contact. All right. After you. Uh, I will hop down from the cart and mm-hmm. kind of pat Anvil on the head and try and hitch him to whatever is close by so it doesn't there is a, uh, off. Y- you will notice like a little spot that you could easily uh, hitch anvil to so I'll, I'll hitch him all up and then uh, start making my way towards the uh, building okay so you enter it's it's pretty low key it's actually very uh, quiet overall for for what you would expect of a tavern and inn but as you come in you do see uh, a few tables of people kind of like both immediately turn to look at you they all smile And most of them go about their conversations as you guys are kind of just initially walking in and looking around. You do notice a a single wood elf woman all by herself, whereas every other table has uh, a few wood elves kind of gathered together and talking, as well as a wood elf that is behind the bar kind of just going about his business. I will make my way towards the bar. Okay. As will I. You walk up as soon as you get up to the bar. uh, Do you take a seat? Oh, yes. All right. You sit down and immediately the... This older male wood elf kind of turns and smiles at both of you and just says, Welcome to the Sweet Kiwi. What can I get for you today? I'll have an ale. Very well. And turns to to you, Leuven. If there was one thing that a visitor just had to try, what would it be? Ah, we have a special drink. It's our Kiwi Twist, we call it. I'll have one of those, please. He smiles and... Turns back, he gets the ale first, as he's able to get it quickly and bring it right out. And he just tells you, Leuven, just oh, just one moment. It takes just a, uh, an extra bit to make this. And he goes into a back area. As you're initially trying your ale, Auric, it's it's not very strong. It's very sweet. Kind of give like a bit of a disappointed sigh. Well, it's not Dwarven, but I guess it's serviceable. <laughs> it works fine, but it's it's not strong. <laughs> After about a moment or two, the wood elf male comes back and he's holding a uh, a smaller mug. Uh, on it, you see a slice of kiwi kind of perched on the lip of the mug. And as you look, you see a bright green liquid in in it. He's like, enjoy. Ooh. I start with the slice of kiwi just to get a taste of what kiwi on its own might be like. Is it indeed sweet? It is indeed seems to be a good deal of sugar in it. <laughs> All right. And then I, I have the drink, which I'm sure is also amazing. It is also quite sweet. And as you drink it, you notice this definitely seems to be a kind of liquor. Very sweet. It's definitely got that same flavor that you're getting from the kiwi. But like as you kind of drink it initially, you get sweet, but you also get like a tartness to it. That's kind of causing a tingling sensation at the back of your jaw as you have a bit of this, this liquor. All right. And he just looks at well, I'm glad you recommended it. I might have another one of these if I'm here later. But Excellent. Good, good. Actually, we're here on business. He smiles. Adventuring group? Or, I'm, I'm sorry, um, freelance group? This is freelancers. We're adventurers and blacksmith. Ah. Tinkerers. We're looking for a Dorora. Ah, he gestures off to the side to the table with the, the single wood elf female. That is her right there. I assume you're here for the job opportunity. Bye. Oh, well, she'll, of course, see you whenever you're ready. Let me know if there's anything else I can get for you. Thank you again. Do you have anything stronger than this ale? He gestures towards what Luvin's drinking, our Kiwi Twist. All right, I'll try it. He nods and goes back. 
After a moment or two, brings out a fresh mug with the same drink. I'll quickly down the ale that I had and then start moving on to the, the new drink. All right. Ale that you had since it's so weak and you're so used to drinking ale, you don't need to make a save or anything like that. You're you're used to it. The second one, you can tell. It's very sweet, very fruity, but a lot stronger. Better. Still not dwarven. My apologies. We don't tend to carry dwarven ale as we don't tend to see many dwarves in these parts. I, I suppose my folk don't get around here too much, but... Now you'll have a great opportunity to see what some dwarven-forged armor and weapons look like. I'm not seeing a blacksmith in these parts. Am I fair to say that you don't have one? We do not. We tend to have a few bow carvers, but for the most part, we don't tend to use a lot of metal here. Ah, well, you're missing out. I'd be intrigued to see what you can make at some point. Aye, my cart's always open for work. We also specialize in magical items, so if anyone has an interest... They can come ah. see us. Are you speaking of the natural, divine, or arcane nature? More arcane. A little bit of divine here and there. Really? Fascinating. You don't hear of a lot of people who has divine magics nowadays. Well, it has been decreasing, but that's part of what I'm out investigating. I am a uh, cleric of Yadamin, the dwarven god of this forge. If you want, I can tell you all about him. Perhaps another time. I tend to be rather busy during the day normally, but please feel free to come back later in the evening when I'm a little bit more free. Sure, I'll I'll bring some reading material, some literature, pamphlet or two. Excellent. That sounds fascinating. I drop some coins, kind of just slide them forward for for our drinks, and and I scoot a, a step up from the bar stool, and I'm like, well, shall we, Oric? I. I guess with that, I'll kind of take my mug of the new drink and hop off the uh, bar stool and start making my way over to the uh, the elf woman. The bartender nods and thanks for, for the coin as he collects it and then goes about his business. You guys approach the table, and as you do, the elven woman looks up. Can I help you both? I be Auric Fired Forge. This is my companion, Leuven. We be hearing that you have a job for us. Ah, Holy Forge Company, yes? Aye. Excellent. I was hoping for a cleric for this as well, and I hear that you're quite adept at arcane magic, Leuven. Absolutely. You see, she starts going through a few of her papers, quill in hand. Please, please, sit down, join me. She just continues to make a few notes. Well, I've only heard a few things about your uh, Holy Forge company. Uh, you specialize in blacksmithing primarily, but you do have some other crafting skill. You are a cleric as well, I believe? Aye, that'd be true. I'd like to spread the word of Yadamin far and wide where I go. Ah, very good. She's just making a few notes. What can you tell me about yourselves? Uh, Auric, please. Well, like you implied, I'd be good with a hammer. Crafting is one of my specialties, but uh, when the going gets tough, I can use some magic to get the job done. Very good. Are you adept at healing magic, or is it simply combat? Uh, I'm good at healing as well. I do my duties as a cleric. But I also have a few combat-oriented spells as well. Excellent. And how do you feel about traversing thick woods? Well, is there any kind of path for a cart? No simple one. Potentially feasible, but would it not be easy? Well, if it were easy, it wouldn't be worth doing. She smiles. All right. Anything else you would like to tell me about your skill set, Auric? No, that about sums it up. I like to have my work speak for me. She smiles a little bit and just says, then I'm curious to see what you're capable of. What of you, Leuven? What sort of skill set do you have? I, I dabble in many things. Alchemy, painting. I can use thieves tools in a pinch. A little bit of magic. My alchemy can be used for combat for healing, for other purposes too, such as crafting. Very interesting. And same question to you as well. How do you feel about traversing thick woods? I'd like to traverse every inch of this continent before I die. So you definitely are an adventurer. All right. And she's just making little notes and smiling. Well, I can explain to you a little about the job itself. We received word from the town known as Asenthias. It's deep within the Rigorum woods. They tend to be isolated normally, but 
They informed us that they have recovered an item of great interest and that we should send someone over to assess the item and bring it back, as it would be of great importance to the Nephany. Because of Isenthios's isolation and this very unusual sudden request for an emissary of ours, we decided to hire out adventurers to go and assess the item and bring it back. We tend to have a lot of other of our ambassadors and our emissaries out throughout the world elsewhere, so we have very little that we can send at this present time. She looks at some of her notes really quickly. We, of course, would be willing to provide you with enough food and provisions to make it to Asenthias safely, as well as, of course, compensation for once the item is returned. Does this sound like an all right job for the two of you? Sounds doable. What kind of rate are we talking? We were looking at 10 gold per person. We have two others that we have already hired on. We are looking for some companions for them, however. Sounds reasonable. Who are these other two? They are Elaine Fox and Nissa Turin. They have any skills or are we going to have to protect them along the way? No, they are quite skilled, I assure you. They would be very helpful in traversing the difficult terrain of the Rigorum Woods. I see. Good combination, then. Skilled at traversing terrain on their side, and then for us, well, you're in luck. Items of great interest are our specialty. Excellent. So you would be good at assessing a magical item, if that is the case, then? Aye, that'd be within our wheelhouse. She makes a couple of little notes. I believe that... Nissa and Elaine would be up in their rooms at this time. Would you like me to fetch them so the four of you can meet? I can't wait. I suppose. She nods and kind of gets up and goes over to the bartender, who, after speaking a moment, he goes up to the room. Nissa, Elaine, you hear a knock on your door as kind of like you had been out for most of the day and came back and decided to relax for a little bit before the evening meal. When you hear the knock on the door. Grumble, grumble, grumble. I was napping. I will waddle over and open the door. I like how it's waddle over. (laughs) (laughs) As you do, Elegnos is there and is like, Ladies, we believe we have found your other two companions for the journey if you would like to meet them now. That was fast. Yeah, sure, I guess. We'll be right down. He then nods and proceeds downward. I assume it takes you guys a few moments just to kind of sort yourselves and then go down. You have to go wake Elaine up. I'm awake. I'm just not up. <laughs> All right. Grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> I was napping. Elaine wakes up a little grumpy. Mm-hmm. Sleeping bear. Don't wake up. So you proceed downward. When they proceed down, Oric, what do they see? Well, many other clerics are men of the cloth. Oric is a dwarf of the steel. When acting in his capacity as a cleric, he will wear a priest's stole made of segmented steel plates with intricate gold leafing and symbols of Yedimin. The tops and sides of his head are shaven with the hair in the back kept in a long braid that goes to midway down his back. His beard is braided at both ends of the mustache and main beard as well. All the ends of braids have a metal bead for retaining it. And he has rather red hair as well. All right, and Leuven. Right, so Leuven's a young, half-elven man. His hair's mid-length, messy, silver-white. Over his scale mail armor, he wears an open navy blue overcoat with many pockets. He wears protective gloves, thick leather boots in case of chemical spills. And he keeps his alchemist satchel tied snug to his hip. An excited grin is his most common expression, and he's definitely wearing it now. All right. You see these two individuals... Seated at the table with Dorora, as she seems to have a small stack of papers that she's gathered and is starting to fold and put into her pack. As soon as she sees you, she gestures you towards the table. I would walk over, kind of just eye, like sizing them up, kind of looking them up and down, mostly. Okay. I'm eyeing up Oryx <laughs> gold. <laughs> 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 Trying not to, but definitely drawn to the shiny. This is the most shiny you have seen in this village for the past few yep. days. Like, gimme. Alright, as you two come forward, Aurora says, Well, Oric, and she gestures to Leuven, this is Elaine and Nyssa. I bolt up out of my seat and I'm just like, Pleased to meet you! And extend my hand. Definitely grab his hand and crack a smile. Nice to meet you too, sir. Oracle 
stand up and uh, he'll extend out a hand as well. as like, nice to meet you. I hear you be our traveling companions for this journey. Seems so. Uh, we have a wagon that we can take, but uh, ask you just not touch the stuff in the back, just because that's where we work out of most of the time. So, as Orc's saying wagon, see Elaine's eyebrow just raise like, really? A wagon? Like, we're going into the woods kind of look. And then after you intend to bring your, uh, is it shop with us? Aye, it'd be our business. What, what, uh, what stuff you got in the back then? I work as a blacksmith. Are you in need of some arms or armory? Or alchemical mixtures? (laughs) Uh, this is looking like whoa buddy (laughs) (laughs) this guy's enthusiastic am I ever no (laughs) I personally am not I I don't know about Nissa here Uh, my my concern is taking a wagon into the woods where there may or may not be easy traveling I'm assuming it's pulled by a a mule or a horse or a several horse Uh, we have a mule that pulls it I mean, I'll help out as much as possible. I'm pretty good with animals, but I'm not a magic worker. Well, fortunately, we are, so. Okay. Dora's just looking back and forth between the four of you. <laughs> Does this seem agreeable for traveling companions for this journey? Yeah, I've had worse. <laughs> I'm alright with it. Yeah, these guys seem alright. Let's right. do this. Dora just looks amongst all of you. Very well. I assume then I won't hear from you for a bit over a month. If you have any way to get word to me, please feel free to do so. And I assume that if you do get to Asentheos, you should be able to find a druid there that can use Animal Messenger in order to try and get a message, if anything. At least that way we know that you, the four of you are all right and made it there safely. I will be staying in town throughout that time until this job is completed. So, please, as soon as you're done, you're welcome to come back here. Do we have a contact in Asynthias that we need to connect with, specifically? Starts to flip through her notes. You're looking for... said his name was... Egos Larentensel. Do we need any kind of official seal or mark to let them know that that's... That we are the party being sent? Or are you going to send word ahead of us that we are on our way? They will know uh, ahead of time that you are on the way. They know that we will be sending a adventuring party to inspect this item for us. At this point, I'll turn to Orc and Leuven. You, I'm assuming you two gentlemen have the ability to assess items, whatever she needs on that end of it, because I'm not, that's not my, that's not my job. Between the two of us, we can determine the nature of whatever it is. So that's a yes. Got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> good. Sounds good. I guess I have no other questions then. Do any of you guys have any questions or? When do we need to head out? The sooner the better. First thing tomorrow? Works for me. I suppose. Well, we can get a couple more provisions and things, make sure we're all ready, because it is going to be several ten day in the woods. And I would like to look at, uh, and without sounding like a weirdo, maybe you discuss with your mule about the trip ahead. <laughs> you want to talk to my mule? It's a druid thing. Sure it's not a human thing? You haven't been around humans much, have you? No. Definitely not a human thing. (laughs) I've gotta watch this. If you say so. (laughs) You see, Dorora's just smiling. (laughs) She's like, these are the weirdest bunch of people we picked up. This is gonna be great. Yep, and she likes every single one of you. (laughs) Imagine why. (laughs) Alright, well, beyond, you know, meeting with your mule before we leave, I'm I'm okay to leave out tomorrow morning first thing. Question for the DM. Like, yes. What, what time of day is it? It's evening. Sun's it starting to set. Oh. So I probably <laughs> wouldn't have time to take on any jobs. If Not really. Okay. What a good work ethic. Yeah. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, that is my, <laughs> my thing. <laughs> yep. People need good work ethics in this world. All right. Well, uh, would you prefer, Oric, if I meet with your mule tonight or tomorrow? Guess I'll confer with him to see what's convenient. You'll check his schedule? <laughs> I'll check his schedule. Thanks. Keep me posted. 
<laughs> Alright, Auric, you particularly notice Dorora seems to be trying really hard not to laugh. Auric <laughs> is wondering if this is all just one big joke. <laughs> no, I legit want to speak with your mule. <laughs> I guess I would like to try and insight her to find out if she's just trying to mess with me or if she legitimately wishes to speak with my mule. Can Nissa be doing that thing, like, trying to do it without Elaine seeing it, you know, like a kid pointing to her head, like, yeah, she's crazy, man. <laughs> roll, uh, roll stealth. Uh, Auric, roll insight. So, stealth check first. 23? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't notice. Nope. She hasn't turned around. I insight? see nothing. Total of 10. <laughs> she seems dead serious. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Must be a human thing. <laughs> so I guess that'll be first thing in the morning. I'll I'll, I'll discuss the trip ahead with your with your mule. All right, if you must. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. So thank you all for listening to our first episode of Rumble Squad. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules Is Written or check out our website dndraw.com and feel free to email any questions to me at dm at dndraw.com also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found and i hope to see you next time in the world of ostia Hey everyone, today we're going to be highlighting the Patreon for Death by Mage. Our friend Jackie, better known as Death by Mage, works hard to help game masters, dungeon masters, and storytellers improve their craft. How? By providing blog articles and other homebrewed content, like his book, Journey into the Feywild, which is a gold bestseller on the Dungeon Masters Guild. His patrons enjoy benefits like patron-only posts, homebrew content, and custom NPCs, and the chance to have Jackie answer your DM questions. Now, not only is Jackie incredibly talented, he is a kind and generous person that we are so lucky to have the chance to know. If you're interested, please check him out. You can basically find him everywhere as Death by Mage. It's deathbymage.com, Facebook Death by Mage, or on Twitter at Death by Mage. And absolutely check out his book, Journey into the Feywild, on the DMs Guild. So show your love and support and check out the Patreon of Death by Mage.